just reminds me of the Brazilian World Cup. You know, the Brazil, Brazil. <laughs> I forgot about that. I died to yeah, yeah. Trips. Nope, don't recall that. Probably you don't recall thing. that? Oh, it's the best thing about that tournament. Apart from when Germany beat them 7 nothing. <laughs> or 8 nothing, 8 1, something, something crazy. Anyway, that'll do is to start the podcast. So, uh, hello. And ah! welcome back to the final corner for the Sao Paulo Grand Prix, not Brazilian Grand Prix, but the Sao Paulo Grand Prix. Oh, did we get that ah. wrong the other week? But it changed a few years ago to Sao Paulo. Yeah. So. I'm looking at the BBC here and it says Brazilian Grand Prix, but all right, fair enough. <laughs> the official title is the Heineken Grande Premio de Sao Paulo. Right. Yes, I do remember that now. We might have said that as well. Sao Paulo Grand Prix. Interesting. Yep. So I think it's the, tour, the local tourist board wanted it. Yep. Ah, yeah. So, Sao Paulo Grand Prix. And we also missed the Mexican Grand Prix. Yeah. So, we'll need to talk about that briefly. Um, Tom, Nick, any thoughts on Mexico? Um, Max one. That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> we got the prediction wrong. I was confident of a Perez win. But that didn't, that didn't work out. <laughs> No, highlight was my uh, Daniel Ricardo actually doing some overtaking. Yes, like he was a yeah. one driver again. And his gun thing that he did when he was overtaking Ocon. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that was good. Yeah, I missed that. <laughs> did he do a, something with his fingers? Yeah, he sort of aimed his finger at the car in front and did a shooting motion as he went to overtake. Oh my word, that's insane. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I think it was it was okay. it was very boring. I thought. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Mexico? Yes, horrible, horrible. Ricardo I'm did really we well, but he smashed out Sonoda in the process, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. I was glad we didn't have a full podcast to talk about it because it was it was truly yeah. Good At least Brazil, Brazil was uh, good. Podium was good, but Brazil was actually a good weekend mm. in every session. Um, Bit of news, though, today as we're recording, it's confirmed that Nico Hulkenberg is back in at Haas next year. And what, at 5.59am? Oh, was it? <laughs> What's that about? Uh, was it an American press release from Haas? Oh, I'm trying to think which way the yeah, time... No, they'd be asleep. They would be definitely yeah, asleep. Mm. I suppose so, yeah. it's 7am Central European time for Germany. But yeah, so that was, I woke up extremely early because of our cat this morning and uh, was greeted by Nico Hülkenberg's face. And so, <laughs> not actually, for the first even time. earlier, not, <laughs> <laughs> but also even earlier than that, Schumacher announced he was parting ways as well, right? So that was, yeah. what, half five in the morning? Oh my word. Sorry if I spoiled your uh, tea up there, Colin, that you were going to cover that next. But. No, so Mick's gone. There's rumoured he might be going to Mercedes for a reserve role. Yeah. But I'm quite happy to see the Hulk back. Yeah, me too. Man who deserves to be an F1, I think. So I'm quite happy to see him get a seat. A lot of people are upset that Mick's gone, but for me, he's just been too inconsistent all year. Yeah. he was. He's better than he was last year, that's for sure, but I don't think he progressed enough. Well, he did qualify 20th this week when his teammates stuck on pole. Yeah. So <laughs> it's probably... It's probably wasn't probably a good look for him going into the final race. I like the fact that um, Gunza said that even if Mick had put it on pole, he still would have gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they'd made this decision a while yeah. ago, to be honest. So, you guys upset about Mick going? Yeah, I think I, I think I'd like to see him in a more competitive or consistent car, but certainly Magnussen has smashed him. But it's his first year against a competitive driver. It's tricky. Yeah. I hope he gets a reserve drive and uh, maybe gets to do some like GT or some other sort of race in, in the meantime that helps show his talent. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, he still does have an outside chance of being on the grid next year, doesn't he? Uh, if Logan Sargent doesn't get his super license. Do you think he's the backup? Is that confirmed? Or? It's not confirmed, no, but it, it would make sense from William's point of view to have someone in there. Sort of current, anyway, shall we say? But Logan Sargent would have to do a lot of things wrong, or just crash out and not finish any races. To because I think he's third in the championship. He needs fifth. 
again, just goes back to the point of why is the F2 season ending this late? Because you're going to have to, if he doesn't get it, sort of a replacement in the midst of winter yeah. when mm-hmm. uh, maybe Mick or someone else gets another drive elsewhere that's lucrative and they, oh, right, yeah, I'll go drive in the World Endurance Championship, thanks. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll get this reserve drive at this top team that won't allow me to race there. These things are already happening, right? Yeah. So it's almost like, look at Sergeant or Bust, it feels like. I don't know. What's Maldonado up to these days? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's doing anything. He was in LMP2, wasn't he, for a bit? In WEC? In <laughs> no idea. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know what he's doing currently. Nothing useful, probably. Mm. But yeah, I do think Logan Sargent could get it. Doesn't he get a point? I think you might have said it already, I'm not sure. Uh, a point for doing the free practice for so many laps? Uh, yes, yes, he does. That, help, that, that helps his case, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And then he has to get the point in the F2. Yeah, yeah, he failed two laps short in Mexico because his car broke down. <laughs> so he had to do FP one or two again mm-hmm. this weekend. So he's got the mileage, so that helps him now. So on to Brazil, we missed all the cost cap news, but it's so far ago I don't want to talk about. Oh, it. No, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, skip that. Yep, skip all that. It's been so, done. There's a fine and a penalty. Move on. <laughs> yes. So Interlagos. Wet qualifying, Friday night qualifying because it's a sprint weekend and incredibly, Kev Magnussen sticks it on pole thanks to George Russell but he <laughs> uh, he gets out the pits first in Q3 on a dry track, puts the fastest lap in and then George Russell chucks it in the wall or chucks it in the gravel and then by the time the session restarts it's peeing rain so uh, Kev Magnussen gets his first pole Ever, as does Haas. Mm. And uh, it was a brilliant Friday night. It was. It was brilliant to see. And it was good as well because he didn't just, well, he lucked into it in some regards, but he was the quickest driver out of the 10 on that one lap. Mm. Yeah. Everyone else had the same chance as him to get a quick lap. So, 100%. And he had to get through to Q3 in the first place as well, which his teammate in the same car didn't. Mm. And he was quick in Q2. So, yeah, good to Steiner. What did he say? Ah, man. When it rains, you need to have the umbrella ready or something? Ah, oh, God, I've ruined it. <laughs> it was way funnier than that. Uh, oh, when it rains soup, you're going to have the spoons. Yeah, I didn't yes. hear that, yeah, but yeah. that's blown my mind. <laughs> <laughs> but it's right, because it's not... Oh, yeah, right. It's mm-hmm. kind of fluky, but it's not. The hard work was put in yeah. place to put him in that position. And then Two he had to deliver. With Max. Yeah, there you go. In the same scenario. So, um... Yeah. Um, Ferrari did their usual wonder in the Q3 and stuck Charles out in a dry yeah. track with Inters. Um, he did get caught back in the pits, but he decided to stay out and do a lap on mm. the Inters, which was nowhere. Uh, and had to pit, he had to pit after anyway. And then by the time he put the slicks on, George Russell already decided to put it in the gravel. Yeah, two attempts to put it in the gravel and he made yeah. sure the second time. Because <laughs> he went through, went through the gravel, he was fine, and then yeah. floored it and that, spun his car right around in, in the gravel. <laughs> Which, yeah, that, was, that wasn't a good look. But it did confirm Magnussen on pole and Russell on third for the race. So with a slightly mixed-up grid, which is always fun. Yeah, it is, but it isn't. I'll, tell, right. I'll tell you why. <laughs> Well, it goes back to my previous rant. These new rules, fantastic. Cars look great. Uh, they can drive closer, but the field spread is too big. So you've got the mixed up grid, but you're almost like, all right, yeah, there goes the Ferrari. There goes the Mercedes. There goes the Red Bull. Oh, we're back to the natural order. You know, if it was a mixed up grid and the cars were a bit closer, I'd be more excited. But maybe I'm getting a bit old now. <laughs> it could be just my age. Uh, the really sad thing is apparently I share a birthday with Christian Horner. Ugh. Oh, mm. that's a shame. Big shame. Joint party. <laughs> <laughs> we can we can have a watch party for the Gran Turismo movie that Jerry Halley was in. <laughs> Jerry Halley was in the Gran Turismo movie. Yep. Yeah. She does. She doesn't act, does she? She's gonna be playing the mum. Nor sing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She was in, we all remember her fantastic performance in Space World, the movie, now, remember. Richard E. Grant's in that, isn't he? Yes, he is. <laughs> Oscar nominated. I've never seen the film, though, got to be honest. 
Have you not? No, I'm, a miss, I'm a missing out. I don't want to spoil the port, but I think it. I'm pretty sure they stole the port from Speed. <laughs> oh, really? They put a bomb on the tour bus. I don't uh, remember. I have seen it once a long time ago and I'll remember something with a bus. Yeah, I hope there's not a weird fantasy and I'm just thinking about the space girls on a bus with a bomb. <laughs> but I am pretty sure that is what it is about. You're not thinking of the Jackass movie? No. Okay. <laughs> I am currently looking up the port points for the... Uh... Well, this podcast so, has taken an unexpected twist. Yeah. I, maybe I've just spoiled the ending. Uh, does it? Can you really uh, spoil yeah, a movie yeah, like that? Sorry, sorry, that's the end. The bomb's at the end. I've just spoiled <laughs> it. I pause this, Tom. Uh, you're never going to get to watch it now. Yeah, there's no <laughs> point. You, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. So anyway, Jerry Hallowell. Well, Red Bull. <laughs> no, sorry, Red Bull. <laughs> F1 Sprint. Yes, that's so, it. Sorry, I was having sprint. a moan undeservedly because it was interesting. The sprint, yeah. The sprint was good. Mm. Sprint race or sprint? No, just sprint. Just sprint. Yep. Oh, no, so, just Mike... quickly. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, I know you're getting ready there. We, okay. we need to talk about the fact that Magnuson, it, it's all really, I think we wanted this, but now in reality it's awkward because somebody wins the sprint mm-hmm. and they start in the front row, but they're not the pole position holder. So yeah. for in the records, Magnuson is forever now a and has our pole position holders. That's an amazing stat. But then it's Indeed. confusing when someone crosses a line first and they can't say, that's their second ever, first ever pole position. They're very specifically worded the commentary. It's all very confusing. Yeah, I still kind of think that's the best of a bad choice. Because when it was yeah. the other way around last year, I think it was more confusing. True, but, because then the person who's quickest at qualifying doesn't get pole position. Yeah, but neither one is particularly yeah. right. But they are anyway, looking at changing a... it, aren't they? So, oh really? Well, the format. For... I mean, it's a format created simply for extra TV numbers, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not necessarily for the betterment of the fans, perhaps. But anyway, well, they're considering making do... sprint into a standalone race, so it doesn't have any bearing on the main Grand Prix. Right. So then the qualifying positions are still the grid for the next day, but then, yes, <sighs> whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know, but. Well, there are going to be six sprints next year. Yes. They've got, they've got, they've got to sort it out. Um, I quite like it when you're doing a proper racetrack like this. Mm, yeah. Because you actually get a race. So you're saying no sprints in the Middle East? Correct. Because <laughs> we're going to be no there three, is... four times next year? Three times. Yep, no, no sprints at Spa. Because Spa is terrible these days. Oh! So we don't want them there. There's only about four tracks you could probably have them on, but we're going to have six next year. Yeah, I'm trying so, to think which ones would be good, but well, my we'll brain to, does not work. Yeah, well, we'll no. revisit that. Apologies for the tangential nature of that yep. debate. Colin's been trying to stop talk about the sprint for a good 15 minutes now. Let's go. <laughs> so, sprint race. Wait, Magnus wait, wait. And Mag- <laughs> you shut up. Sprint race. Magnussen keeps the lead in a turn one. Uh, Norris tries to nick up the inside, but fails. We'll preview for the next day. <laughs> so, turn four, Ocon and Alonso are side by side. Ocon tried a really narrow dive on the cars in front, failed, and then Alonso appeared on his outside. Alonso gets pushed onto the curb. He almost loses the car, bumps into the side of Ocon, and there's some damage on both. Then, later in the lap, Alonso drives into the back of Ocon, breaks his front wing, and effectively ruins both the Saturdays. Mm-hmm. And I, I think he got a, I'm sure he got a penalty or a warning for that. He did get a, a grid penalty, I think it was. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, Ocon, he tried to blame Ocon for it. Oh, for at the back of and the really path. badly. He was listing every time Ocon's made a mistake. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, he did this, he did that, he did that. Give it a break. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was all you, Fernando. It was. The, the turn four one I thought was a bit hit or miss because Ocon's going in so narrow. Yeah. He's always going to run out to the exit curb. But Alonso loses it on the curb. Yeah. Yeah. To me, that's well, just a racing incident. Yeah, exactly. 
It just looks bad when it's teammates. Yes. It's because you've got one who's already signed up and one who's leaving. Mm-hmm. So, like with Aston Martin, we've seen a similar trend where they're both battling each other too hard, right? Mm-hmm. It's because one of the drivers got nothing to lose. The relationship doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and Ocon doesn't do that of play nice with teammates. <laughs> no. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be fireworks at Alpine next year with his pal Pierre joining. Mm-hmm. I'm all for it. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah, it will be. So Max then takes the lead into turn one on lap three, I think. So Magnussen managed to lead a couple of laps, um, but then he just falls right through the pack and ends up finishing, I think, seventh. He got a, he got a point uh, at the end of the day. Eight. I got a point out of it at the end uh-huh. of the day. Which is very crucial for the team's standings, correct? Yeah. They're mm-hmm. very, very close with AlphaTauri. Yep. And there's still only one point in it, I think, or two points, going into the final round. Yeah, it's very close. And it's, uh, it's worth several million, that difference. Vettel then tries to overtake Stroll, coming out of turn three, and Stroll hasn't learned a thing from Austin and uh, cuts across the track, puts Vettel onto the grass which Seb managed to hold it, gets a position but eventually I think the next lap gets his teammate, gets a position he got a 10 second penalty for that because he's an absolute idiot Yep. Um, and he's going to end up killing someone, weaving on a straight. I did watch a video um, which is I can't remember what it's called, but it's something on the lines of 16 occasions where people crash while trying to overtake Lance Stroll. And <laughs> it is. Um, every single one, it's him having no spatial awareness of what's going on around him. He's been doing and, it since Formula 3. Yeah. That was a trait at the time, before mm-hmm. he progressed into the F1 ladder in Formula 3. Oh yeah, he's quick, he's talented, but he forces people around. Yeah. So, if you've been getting away with it all your whole careers, you're never going to change. No. When you've got a team boss who will let you do what you like, that just doesn't help either. He's an absolute tool. Yes. And, uh, I've just got this video get, now. I can't wait to watch it later. He's, he's going to get a ban at some point, I think. That's two and three races. Yeah. And he got away with this one, with not damaging Vettel, but... 10 second penalty for him, which completely ruined his weekend, basically. Yeah, it's stupid. He wasn't even going to achieve anything by blocking him anyway. Vettel was much faster. So, yeah. Try not to swear. <laughs> <laughs> Up front, and uh, Verstappen's the only one on medium tyres and begins to struggle. Russell closes up and has a couple of goes down it in turn four, but Max manages to defend it. Uh, there was one where he got a cut back going up the hill in uh, six. But still managed to hold the position. And then, I think on the third attempt, he manages to get him on the straight down to turn four. So Russell takes the lead and goes on to win the sprint. Which I think gets him eight points. It does, yeah. I think. Um, did, I didn't notice, I didn't see them do like the the lorry with him on the back of it. I think like, they only did that. Sprints. At Silverstone in the first one. I think that was the only time they did it. Ah, right. I thought that was a regular thing. I may be wrong on, on that, but it's the only time I remember oh. it happening. Ah, on the back of the Crypto.com water. Yes, with the wreaths that they had to wear. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So, so yeah, didn't see that. So, but, yep, George won. Could've, well done to him. Could have been worse. Could have been FTX, Laurie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's uh, looking a bit dodgy any sort of crypto sponsorship right now. And F1 is filled with it. Yeah. Well, Mercedes had to remove their FTX sponsorship last weekend off the car. Mm, yeah. I mean... No, let's not go down there. I have 0.04 bitcoins on this laptop, I think. But I can't get it off. But... <laughs> 0.4 bitcoin is quite enough. It's quite, you know... Oh, 0.04. Oh, so it'll be like two hundred quid or something. But I can't get it off the laptop. <laughs> the laptop's so old that the software that I was using is out of date. <laughs> apparently, there's a way you can find your wallet and move it to another 
device or new program, mm. but um, yeah, the my MacBook won't display where the wallet is, so I've lost my Bitcoin. I did have point one at one point, and then I spent Ooh. it on something stupid online. I think. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and then about two years ago, that would have been worth like four grand. That doesn't. That sounds so, dodgy. Mm. Yeah. Crypto's great. Don't get involved. No. No. So Alex Albon's out of the race. Um. Don't know. Don't care. But he's out. <laughs> Signs then sends one up the inside to turn one on Verstappen and then there's a bit of contact which breaks Verstappen's front wing off. Lap 20, Hamilton passes him and then manages to finish P3 at the end of the day. Perez was hoping to get the position off of Max but um, mm. I thought they were fair not to reverse him in the sprint. That would be a bit daft. But Sainz finishes second but and drops five places for the Grand Prix with an engine penalty. Ah, uh, yes, true. So it's a Merkel front row, isn't it? Mm-hmm. A rare occasion. Yeah, mm. but deserved as well. They were quick, really quick in mm. the race. I was impressed by uh, not only their speed, but how well George managed trying to overtake Max. Yeah. He didn't put himself in a position for Max to do something stupid to him. Yeah, definitely. Which uh, was quite clever. So on to the main Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. Russell kept the lead off the line. Uh, both Red Bulls go side by side into turn one. Lando tries to nick up the inside of both of them and has to take avoid an action over the inside curb to avoid a crash. Then in the middle of the lap, Ricardo bumps Magnussen. It was slightly tap on his right rear wheel, which spent Magnussen spinning. Kevin rolls backwards across the track, Ricardo tries to go around them, they end up smashing both cars out with rear damage, which brings out the safety car. I like my, I've got to promote my own tweet here, it says, oh, 2016, Ricardo was back at Mexico, and suddenly 2022, Ricardo <laughs> reappeared. Yeah. He's got a that, it, clumsy. It's so clumsy. Yeah, clumsy. It's so marginal, though. Oh, yeah. I know. Do you, know? you can see he just probably lifts off the brakes just a slight bit and uh-huh. just bumps them. Me and Lisa were having a big debate over could of Magnuson prevented the crash by not letting it roll backwards. Mm. But Lisa had a very good point of, yeah, but he's trying to get out of the way of the chasing pack. Yeah, plus he doesn't, oh, I assume he doesn't know Ricardo's there at the no, time either. No, of course not. Yeah. But it was a very hero to zero moment for Magnuson, even though it wasn't his doing. Yeah. It was very unfortunate. Yeah. Um, I mean, to me, this might be slightly controversial, but it's Ricardo's fault. But he's wiped himself out of the race, so does mm-hmm. he even need another penalty? He's got one. Yeah, yeah I know. Which uh, seems a little harsh, but you've already the penalty take... is the car's destroyed. You're out. Yeah, it's when you ruin someone else's race. I think if Magnussen had carried on. I think then it's a different matter as far as the stewards go. I mean, mm. so we're getting an early safety car on lap one. Um, at the restart, Max is right up behind Lewis. Russell waits to the last minute to floor it, and that puts Max right on Lewis's rear wing. He sends it round outside to turn one, but he's, he's really quick, so he ends up giving him a narrow line into turn two, and he tries to. Tries to fight it out with Lewis. Lewis doesn't leave him any space. He's on the inside curb. There's contact. Both drivers go off. Uh, Max has front wing damage and he's to pit for. Lewis drops down, I think, to eighth. But manages to keep going with only a little bit of four damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, the steward drilled that Max was at fault. Got a five second penalty. Mm. I'll, let you, I'll let you guys decide on that one. Oh, why? Can't you decide? <laughs> I, I gave him two in my opinion, so it's only you guys. Uh, it's a tricky one, but I kind of think they're right. Maybe, maybe <gasps> not the penalty, <gasps> but I think he's biased. Fault. No, you're biased. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's just yes, he's on the inside, but I don't think he's making the corner. In terms of, ah. he would be going across the track. So even if Lewis had given him more room, I think he still would have gone into him. 
just because he's so um, tight on the corner. But it was kind of like a nothing to lose scenario, didn't he say that in one of the interviews? He had nothing to lose. It it, mm-hmm. it, it says that I, I saw he wasn't going to give him a space, so I just went for it. I knew mm. I'd get five seconds, but whereas he would lost the race one. Yeah. yeah, I didn't see that. But that's not, that's not so worse. cool. Yeah, that that's actually the more damning indictment than the footage. I thought I, I read somewhere as well that he was eight miles an hour quicker to the apex point than in any of the lap. Yeah, um, mm. I don't know. For me, it was a I, racing incident. I thought that, but looking back at it again on boards, and I agree with Nick, he wasn't making turn two. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and as you saw by the way, um. Russell, I think, overtook him, mm-hmm. run down side, or tried to overtake him and backed, backed out. out. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like, as you have to be well, like, if you're right on the outside of that and you're on the, what would be the inside the two, you've still not got the corner because you're not making it. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're on the outside, you need to kind of still be in the middle of the track to, to make the corner properly. Yeah. Because it's just the way the angle is. So. I, I thought we should have given him more room because he, he would have known that Max would have just sent it on it. Yeah. But he I, I, I wasn't making the corner. I mean, the championship's already decided so he can do stuff like this. I just... I don't know. For me, I still kind of feel like it was a 50-50 play on. Yeah. Um, it, one of the angles is from above, though, and that does kind of look like Max just doesn't... is never going to stop. Mm. Uh, at first, I thought, ah, oof, that could be even Hamilton's fault. That, but then there's another angle, and you think, mm. so yeah. I don't disagree, Nick. I just think uh, <laughs> it's, a bit, it's a bit of hard racing. Oh yeah, it just sounds like you say I don't disagree, but you're wrong. Ah, yes. <laughs> well, you're definitely biased. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm British. And yeah, that's that's the key factor. We're free Brits. Well, so. yeah, that's what you, that's what the internet has decided. Well, who knows if Scotland goes independent, there will be two Brits. True. Who knows? Oh, let's hope that doesn't happen. But anyway, <laughs> we've had cryptocurrency. We don't need to go into uh, regional politics. <laughs> we don't need to go into independence. <laughs> so there's that's the first crash at the restart. The second crash is up the top of the hill, going on to turn six, I believe. The fast right hand are going up the hill. Mm-hmm. So Leclerc tries to go around the outside of Norris. Norris hits inside curb and understeers into the side of him, which sends Leclerc spinning at the barriers and somehow not out of the race. Yeah. That's wild. Me. Yeah, I thought, oh, that's it. See you, Leclerc. Yeah. Yeah. Now you just see him in the background driving around. Like, what happened there? So I think he had to put for a new wing, but yeah. apart from that, which wasn't... he got away fairly scot free. Yeah, it wasn't shown, was it, him trying to recover? No. You, you saw the replay of him putting his hands up going, ah. Then when you watch the best of onboard or something, he does drive back on the track. But during the broadcast, mm. you know, there was no footage of him dragging the front wing around, I don't think. No, everyone no. was just saying, oh, this is going to be another safety car. And all of a sudden, you saw a green flag on the screen. <laughs> it was like, yeah. oh, have they moved the car that quickly? And it's like, no. No. <laughs> no, Norris got a penalty for that, didn't he? He did. Yes. Did, you got five seconds. I think he clipped the curb on the inside of Ferradura. And then, yeah. Like, I think if he hadn't clipped the curb, it would have been all right. But he might say I was squeezed yeah. there. But I think he almost is a bit too tentative and it causes incident. Yeah. That penalty I'm more leaning towards racing incident, but obviously Lando Ooh. did hit him. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a racing incident at first, and I was very surprised when a penalty, but I watched hmm. it back again, and it just sort of it has a wobble over the curb a bit. Yeah. I don't disagree with the penalty. I just think if I was but you're wrong. doing it, I would, yeah, I would have gone <laughs> for a racing incident, but yeah, it's a very tight one, because round there, if you're going round the outside of someone, it's always risky round there. Unless the person on the inside fell to the Bottas and it oh, just the yeah, there you go. Can we talk about that now then? Because, <laughs> yeah. It's so timid. He's, he's side by side going up the hill. You knew, I, I knew as soon as the camera yeah. cut to it, he was going to park it because Alonso's on the outside and as soon as you see it's Bottas, you go, oh, well, that move's done. Yep. <laughs> Alonso <laughs> probably knows that as well. That. Oh, yeah. You know, everyone oh, knows yeah. it on the grid, that he's just too timid in side by side racing. Bottas, do get Bottas. Used to play Live for Speed competitively online on the PC, very old simulator. Before his <laughs> professional racing career, Formula One took over. Right, he needs to get back into it because yeah. uh, not uh, learning the tracks or learning setup or the driving technique. It's just 
regular side-by-side racing. And it, that, he's, he's an amazing driver, apart from racecraft. He's got an open invitation to play with us on Gran Turismo. And I'm yeah. And yeah. Making mistakes and being punted <laughs> off. You can learn from it. Yeah, it, it, can, it can put up with some of your dive bombs and then that right. will help. <laughs> if you can sustain those. I've got, and, oh, I've got a second and a half on time. <laughs> I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> As he suddenly zooms right past you into the gravel. <laughs> oh, okay, try for that. Oh, I need to turn it down a bit, but. <laughs> I have the re- reverse scenario on issue as Bottas. If there's a, somewhere <laughs> in the middle, it'd be ideal. You are the anti Bottas. I'm the anti Bottas. <laughs> um, there's a bunch of midfield stuff, which is interesting to watch. Not really worth noting, but it was enjoyable to mm-hmm. watch some of the moves that were going on. Hamilton's recovering, and he's quite quickly back up into the top four. Um, it just looks incredibly fast. Mm. Yeah. Sainz' race gets ruined because his brake duct gets clogged by someone's visor tear off when he has to pit because his brakes are on fire. So that sticks him onto a strategy he didn't want to be on. I think it put him on a free stop. Yeah. Which eventually got him a podium, but if he was on the two, he'd probably been fighting Russell for the win at the end. Uh, I had tweeted at the last safety car, I think Sainz might win this because he had put on fresh tyres, but. He didn't never really have the pace after that. Um, Perez, he's on the mediums. He's dropping back. Everyone's overtaking him. Hamon gets him to turn one. Yep. Uh, Alonso eventually gets him into four, and then he lets Max go past. Get our safety car. We Norris stops on track when electrical fault, and um, mm. Marshalls take a while to get rid of it. Just on Norris, on it was hill. definitely the best of the rest all weekend. I know Magnussen got the mm. ball, but uh, for Norris to even overtake Magnussen within a sprint was quite impressive, I felt. There's not a huge pace differential between those cars. Oh, let's say not as big as the difference between yeah. a car and a Haas and you know, a Red Bull or a Merck or a Ferrari. And it was, okay, he had that mistake and alleged, well, we'll debate about that with the penalty, but it, it was a really strong drive all weekend. Proves mm. again, in my opinion, if I was one of the top three teams and I did need to replace a driver, I'd probably have him at the top of the list. Yeah. Well, Christian Torn was talking at the weekend about how he was speaking to Norris. Mm-hmm. He oh, says that... spoken spoken to him a couple of times, but he says that basically as soon as they speak to him, um, it comes out the next day he's just signed a contract with McCorn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Lando came out and says, yeah, we spoke, but it was just like it was a... Like a half an hour chat that was wasn't it like in a negotiation? Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, but um, could be Honor trying to uh, undermine Perez somehow, somewhere. Well, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. Go- well, well, let's go into that now. So Perez is dropping through the field. He's on the wrong tires. He's nowhere. Signs get some. Alonso gets some for stopping. Then is allowed back through. Um. Before that, though, Verstappen took Ocon and Potos, Potas in the one corner, which was nice. Yeah. In turn one. Since so we're not biased, we're giving them a bit of praise. And then now comes the criticism. <laughs> so he gets let past Perez. Um, if he doesn't get Alonso or if they're close, um, he's to let Perez back through. Doesn't he do it? Um, so Perez is raging that he's forced to sit in six. Uh, or seventh, and uh, he loses a point to Leclerc. He's fighting for second, so they're going to the final race level. Hmm. So Perez is apparently peed off because of this. It all kind of gets rumoured that this is stemming from Monaco, where apparently Perez is double binned and qualifying That's to keep third. Still very much unconfirmed, that I think. Uh, yes. You know, if you track back to the original source, it's a bit. Not there's a Dutch journalist that's reporting it. Correct. Oh, I shouldn't be biased. No, but there's a Dutch journalist that's reporting it <laughs> that uh, Perez has apparently confirmed it to Marco and Horner during uh, mm-hmm. Jan weekend that he did it on purpose. Why didn't it uh, come out then, Ma- though? Why is it only come out now? That's my main query. Yeah. Well, it's they keep saying it's been rumbling around the paddock since then that people have kind of knew about it as an open secret, and even Brundle was talking about it on commentary. Mm. 
but it's not confirmed that that's actually what happened. No, so, we have to take it with a pinch of salt. That's the thing. Until it's Max is, clearer. Yeah. Max has apparently held a grudge. Red Bulls released a statement today saying that they've spoke about it. Um, everyone understands they've accepted Verstappen's reasoning for not letting him pass. Mm. It also said that Max wasn't told until the final corner to let him pass, which... Uh, if you listen to the... It's every driver's... True. Yeah, that's not quite true. If you listen to every driver's... Um, Post-race radio on the F1 YouTube channel. He is told so many times. Five times, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, What, and that's all just in the final corner? Not sure about that. But anyway, regardless of that, he's told in the initial deal, let him pass before the end, right? Um, I'm not sure on that because I believe it was Perez who was told Max will let you get through. Ah, but we don't have the radio audio Mm -hmm. thing for that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what you guys think, but I think this is incredible pity from Verstappen. Mm-hmm. He, he's not fighting for anything in the title. He's a chance to help his teammate with a point. His teammate who handed him a world title last year, essentially, and has helped him on numerous occasions, and he wouldn't give up a sixth place for him. Yeah. Even if Perez had done what binned it in Monaco, not to give up a sixth place for him, seems bizarrely petty. Yeah. For me, it's... It's not even that, that he did it. It's the way he said it on the radio about I've yeah. already spoke about this. Don't ask me again. Have you got that? I think it was or yep. mm. something very close to those lines, if not. And it, it, that basically is just, no, I'm not listening to the team. I will do what I want. That's it, what sits wrong for me. It's a, it's a really bigger thing than that because to have that mentality mm. and say it in that way, to me, in my personal opinion, mm-hmm. which is biased opinion, is that uh, it shows that he's been mollycoddled, potentially, all through his time at Red Bull. He is the boss. They do what he says. And when you have an environment like that, it leads to hubris. And that's exactly what's happened here. Mm -hmm. He's perhaps unaware of how arrogant and self-entitled that sounds when you've already won the Drivers' Championship, when your teammate fought like crazy for you last year in the final, made sure that you had the new car upgrades Mm -hmm. all through this year, pulled over in Barcelona and had to come out today and say I didn't crash deliberately in Monaco it's it's oh, it's petulant it's it's you know the whole proverbial child throwing the the dummy out of the pram right mm-hmm. I mean and it's you, not and we did that it's the manner it's the manner he did it it's just yeah but there's there's no reason to do it you know there's there's nothing else up for no. for Verstappen it wasn't a podium there wasn't a win he's already got the world championship the least he could do is Give that point to his teammate for second place. Yeah, there seems no reason why you wouldn't. No, and he needs to think he will probably be in a title fight next year mm-hmm. because everyone else seems to be catching up a little bit more, certainly Mercedes. And he's probably going to rely on Perez at certain points of the year to help him. And will Checo now be keen to move out of the way or compromise his own races? As he yeah. has been already. I think it will be because Red Bull will bung him an extra million. Uh, yeah. Mm. Uh, I, I, I've completely made that up. That's not true, but... <laughs> but they have to defuse if... the situation, so there's got to be something oh, yeah. there. I, I also know that Verstappen's come out today and uh, he's been um, targeted with abuse online, which is not acceptable. <sighs> but at the same time, I, don't, I never want to condone oh. abuse, but you can't necessarily play the victim too easily in this scenario when you've been so extraordinarily rude yeah he did say though that he he did say you can have a go at me that's fine leave my family out of it oh yeah well that's i do agree with oh yeah 100 um you can have opinion on him but it shouldn't go into anyone else right that's fair enough but i am that's fair enough and i agree with that also i think that people you don't have to look at what people say about you on social media true so there is also that. But I'm getting really tired of the, the pattern in F1 these days. As soon as someone does something wrong, they release a statement about online abuse. Yeah. And claim that they're being bullied. Red Bull did it with a cause cap that says that kids were being bullied at school. Alpine did it at the weekend because of the Ocon Alonso incident. Red Bull's done it again. In the previous weeks, everyone's releasing statements about online abuse. Like, we know social media is toxic. If you if you don't have to look at your mentions or things like that for these sort of things, you can filter that out. And I do think it's all it's always deflection 
mm. most weeks now. As soon as something comes out as negative, someone releases a statement about abuse. And to me, I'm 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 over it. You can't claim the victim card every time you do something wrong, which seems to be the trend in F1. Yeah, that's true. You get caught cheating, you get a penalty, or people's kids have been bullied at school. Like, come on. Yeah. People need to do better online to to stop online abuse, but you can't just claim victimhood every time there's something controversial in F1. True. Yeah, but to be clear, we're saying don't attack Verstappen's family, but at the same time, yeah. Um, I, I, has he come out and apologised for it? I don't think he has, right? No, no. no. I'm not condoning online abuse. I just don't like that every week someone's releasing a statement about it and it comes immediately after they've been caught for doing something wrong mm. or there's been a controversial incident. It's just deflection most of the time. And Yeah, what you're saying is it's not necessarily a, perhaps potentially a genuine concern. It's more of a PR game to win back some of the favour, right? I believe so. I mean, the, the people who are around Verstappen would have had negative comments on social media. But again, you don't have to look at it. Because mm. if there's people coming to his door or there's people using private phone numbers and emails and things like that, I've got more sympathy for that. But if people yeah. leave nasty comments on an Instagram post, you don't have to look at that. It's my non-PC opinion. <laughs> these, are, these are not the opinions of my other co-hosts. Um, but I just, I just, every week there's a statement about this, and I think it's time to park it. Fair enough. We know social media is awful. Yep. And it's getting worse around F1, but yeah. just go on with the racing. I mean, one thing I wish they would do, but they will never do at Red Bull. Um, Max has won the title. The team's won the team's title. And Max has been idiotic, shall we say, on this one, and gone <laughs> against the team. That's abuse. Yeah, well, I was trying to pick my word carefully, but it is. He's not done what the team's asked him to. If I was in charge of Red Bull, I would say, well, you're not racing in Abu Dhabi. Sit this one out oh, because you clearly no, haven't got the right mindset. But yeah, it's not going to happen. They need to sell those little uh, miniature Max helmets. Yeah. The car. <laughs> you can't but yeah, race. he should be shown that he is not bigger than the team somehow. But the problem is, is that he is as far as he they're is. concerned. He is. And to their credit, that whole scenario has led to the dominant season. So, it mm. worked. Like, I could criticise the approach, but it's worked. I did see an Instagram post this morning where it was cut off slightly, and it did say Liam Lawson to replace Max, and I was like, ooh, thinking, have they actually done it? Oh, no, it's just for FP, FP1. There <laughs> 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 was a they brief moment, yeah, where I suddenly thought, oh, maybe they have. So we're not accused of bias, because, you know, we're not. Um, similar situation with a slightly different half to Ferrari Clark requested that Sainz give up his podium so that he could get an extra point to fight Perez and I don't think it was even put to Sainz different scenario um, you're, you, yeah, yeah, you're not going to give up a podium mm-hmm. so that the guy can get second in the title the gap was big though, the gap was huge Aye. and um, Alonso yeah. wasn't too far behind Leclerc no, it was a totally different thing but at the same time if Max was third, and they'd asked him to swap with Perez. Then I would understand him saying, "Oh yeah, you know, I'd be on, so, on Max's side then." Yeah. But the fact he's fighting for sixth and seventh, mm-hmm. not this time. He has said that he'll help Perez in any way he can in Abu Dhabi. Be interesting to see if that does happen, but but didn't apologise. Yeah. Yeah, the man has his reasons. Yes. So. Well, yeah. If only they were public and clear. I know, I know. Red Bull says they won't be commenting if they're on it. Oh, oh, but they will comment every 20 seconds about the cost cap. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, okay, just so we're clear on that. Yeah. When it's actually uh, something potentially well, valid, whole, they're not going to say anything. You whole can't whole ask us, sorry. About, <laughs> what? This is all my whole body moan about P- the PR spin of releasing statements and all that to try and be the victim. Just come out and answer the blooming questions and be honest. Mm, yeah. But nobody has an F1. It's all game. Nah, I have to say, though, there's one good thing Red Bull did this weekend as a team. Well, there was many things, but the one thing that stood out was the front nose change for Max Verstappen. Hmm. They did that in 10 seconds. Wowzers. Which is normally 12 plus, they say, is a minimum. Goodness. 
you know it's a well-oiled machine when they've got time to think about how best to implement the nose of fixation you know, yeah. and get it sorted in a quick time. Yeah, that was very impressive. Uh, yeah. One thing on the Red Bull theme as well I liked is, you know they had the whole Sky Boycott, which is now thankfully over. Yes. Oh, we, didn't even, we didn't even get a chance to talk about which that. Which is another thing that's a bit petulant in my opinion. Um, yes. Channel 4 was broadcasting from Red Bull <laughs> this time around. It was almost <laughs> rubbing salt in the wounds. Mm. You know, Oh, we're actually here from the MK7. <laughs> I do. Uh, but that this is the full thing about the, all these PR things. It's, it's not been a good month for Red Bull. No. And it's, it's building a really negative image of them. It is, yeah. Unfairly, because that's, it overshadows the fact that they've been, they've, they're the best team this year. Oh, yeah. By a mile as well. Yeah. You know, Paul Adrian knew he caught up in this. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure he's fuming quite a year Mm-hmm. I'll comfort him. Uh, someone I've not mentioned about 20 minutes, but George Russell, oh, when he's first yeah. ever Grand Prix. Ah, uh, yes. Now, I should say, the biggest shame about all this Red Bull stuff is we've completely forgotten George Russell won a Grand Prix. Uh, yeah, <laughs> brilliantly won a Grand Prix. Smashed it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, a nearly faultless weekend, apart from qualifying. Yeah, that was a fault. <laughs> yeah, but everything else, he was fast in every session. But yeah, that and to be fair, it was bad weather. But beat his teammate though, didn't he? Uh, he did, did not crack under pressure at any point. Took it to Verstappen in the sprint and won. I know there's and... a tire differential there, but still, you've got to have the guts to do it. Oh yeah, and he's on the verge of uh, proving one of my predictions right for this year as well. Oh no, I know. There's not many that come true. <laughs> Whereas I, I believe I said Russell would finish ahead of Hamilton this year in the championship. Oh, I think he will do now. Is that set in basically? He is 25 points ahead, so he would have to be ah. retired and Hamilton would have to win. Or well, I say retired, out of the points to draw. <laughs> yes, Hamilton, if he gets fastest up as well as that. Oh, yes. Good point. Yeah. So it's not confirmed. Yeah, it is a point. <laughs> But it is over. And and fair play for doing that. I know there's Hamilton's perhaps had a few unlucky bits, but so has Russell. Mm. Uh, what's been great, and this might change next year if they're fighting for a title, is the camaraderie and competitive yeah. spirit between the two. They're clearly fighting against each other, tooth and nail, mm-hmm. and that must be bitter. But at the end of the race, they're like, ah, well done. Yeah, there's respect there, isn't there? Yeah, at there's a mutual respect. For now. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Hopefully, behind the scenes, they're not putting up walls and Paying the mechanics 100 euros like Alonso. But... <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. How not to win over a teammate? <laughs> yeah. So well done, George. That's a brilliant drive. Managed to beat Hamilton by a second and a half in the end. Of the yeah, day. because at the end it was like, oh, well, if Hamilton gets in DRS, mm. that could be it. Mm-hmm. But he never really made it, and that was must have been intense at the end. Yeah, he kept mm. kept keeping him like one point one, one point two, yeah, behind yeah. and yeah. Now we could say Hamilton had some floor damage and stuff, but still, it's still impressive to not yep. crack under that pressure. Like I said, mm-hmm. hmm. um, it wouldn't be a, an episode of the podcast without a mention of the FIA. <laughs> um, so there was some weirdness with Yuki Snowder. Yes. So, who pitted under the safety car and came out of the pit lane in front of the safety car, but still hadn't technically unlapped himself, so he was out of position. Ah, in the queue. Yeah, and then like, the restart had to sort of pull over, right? Yeah, hmm. so the new FIA automated system, which was put in after Abu Dhabi, I wonder why, <laughs> um, didn't pick up that he was a lapped car still because he had passed the safety car, but he hadn't passed the leader. Mm-hmm. So he was still a lap down. And the FIA only allowed two cars to unlap themselves, and Sonoda was kind of left in the middle. So when the restart um, came, he had to pull over to the side of the track yeah. and let everyone go past him, which is a shame because it wasn't fighting for anything. But no, it's it, but what it, if it was? It took away the chance. Yeah. I know it took away the chance of him fighting the uh, two Williams cars. So, and good bit of FIA competence as usual. Yeah, even if he's just fighting the, if he gets ahead of the Williams cars, and then someone people are retiring front. Yeah. You never know what could happen, right? So it's not fair. Yeah. And it was just one of those sort of perfect storm things, but at least it's been 
brought up it shouldn't happen again but yes where he pitted wasn't it he came out and he was in front of the safety car but not once he'd rejoined the track I believe he was in front of the safety car while he was still in the pit exit Mm. Yeah, so he, put, he technically passed the safety car, so the FIA system says he had unlapped yeah. himself, but he hadn't. He hadn't because he hadn't passed the leader. Yeah, so I can see how it would so happen, was... but yeah, it shouldn't happen. That's for sure. <laughs> no, no. So we go into Abu Dhabi with second place stop for grabs in mm. the drivers championship. <laughs> Perez are level. Uh, Russell's confirmed fourth place in the championship. There's a fight between Hamilton and Sainz for fifth, and then the rest is not that interesting. Then you've got the team's championship, mm-hmm. which is the interesting thing, which could end up being interesting, yeah. Because only because of the so, money, even for lower places, matters. Yeah, mm. there's more jeopardy so, there than the, t- the drivers. Yeah, ends up with Mercedes are 19 behind Ferrari. Yeah, which is crazy, really. So, Oh, yeah. yeah. They had no right to be that close, I don't think. No. So they are 19 behind Ferrari, and then you've got to drop out on our 350 points before you hit <laughs> That's Alpine. That's crazy. Alpine. Yeah. Alpine are now 19 ahead of McLaren, so that's pretty much sewn up for four. Was Alonso asking that on the radio at the end of the race as well? Oh, I didn't hear that. I think Alonso was like, uh, yeah, great result. How many points are we to McLaren? Ooh, that's good. Mm. <laughs> well, if, if you look at the driver's points total, you see how one-handed McLaren have been. Norris has scored yeah. 113 of their 148 yeah. points. Um, it's, and then below that, you've got Ocon and Alonso are both in their 80s. Yeah, and two double retirement for McLaren in this last race doesn't help, does it? No. 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 So that's fourth essential is sewn up. Then you've got fight for six. So you've got Alfa Romeo, who I'm surprised they're still in six, yeah. given the they've not they were useless in the middle of the year. They're five points ahead of Aston, mm-hmm. who if um, Stroll doesn't take out his teammate, he's still got a <laughs> shot of getting that. And then for the fight for eighth, you've got Haas two ah, points two ahead points. of Alfa Tauri, which is a uh, tight, and it's going to be hard to see how either of them score points in Abu Dhabi. About ten million difference between them. Money wise, uh, I'm not sure. I think it might it's be. a lot of money though. Mm. And then you have Williams on eight points at the back. Sad, yeah, sad because it was a, a year where, with new rules, you think, Oh, could they do it? Well, they didn't, they didn't do it. Mu- m- they had a much more successful 21 and a half, 22, which is re- weird, right? Well, they beat the word eighth last year, they beat Alfa Romeo mm-hmm. as well. So, to go back to the back of the pack, that's that's a pretty awful year. So, still, there is some stories going into mm-hmm. Abu Dhabi. So, also Sebastian Vettel's last race. Yeah. It's weird that him and Schumacher are leaving at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I do think we will see Mick in that reserve driver role at Mercedes, though. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also strongly rumoured that Ricardo is now going back to Red Bull to be their reserve driver next year. Interesting. Yeah, I'm still not sure about that. Seems a waste of a seat to me. Yeah. Only because, you I, know, you, you, you've got to have these young drivers getting seat time. Yeah. Which isn't going to happen next year. Is, do you think it's a bit of a threat to Perez? Probably. Because it... <laughs> If you don't comply next year, we'll stick Ricardo in the car. Yeah, it's another way of doing it, isn't it? I would have said so but, two years ago, but Ricardo's form over the last <laughs> few years has just been so poor that I, you, you can't put him not, in ahead of Perez. I know it's not, it's not a strong threat, is it? No. But if you don't comply, we'll put someone awful in the car. Yeah. Not that I, I, mean, who knows? I do like Danny Rick. Um, I mean, he's a good driver, but he just hasn't gelled with these cars. No. I suppose that'll be a good experience for him getting back in a top car. Mm-hmm. But as we've spoken about, it's hard to see him getting a seat back. I thought he would have had a better chance of going as Mercedes driver, reserve driver, in case Hamilton walked away mm-hmm. than he does getting back in a proper Red Bull race seat. Yeah. 
his career is over in Formula One, in my opinion, uh, as in terms of mm. a full-time driver. Yeah, it's hard to see. So Abu Dhabi this weekend, final race of the year. It's been a long slog. I don't ever want to watch a race at Abu Dhabi again after last year. I was watching <laughs> yeah. five incredible moments from Abu Dhabi on the Formula One YouTube channel, and I got to number one. And I went, oh, I'm out. Yeah, because you can guess what it was. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Did you see uh, Hamilton and Timo Glock doing a yeah uh, an interview together at, mm-hmm. at Brazil? At the oh, weekend, I uh, didn't. But he works for German Sky, right? Glock. I did listen to um, is it Beyond the Grid the podcast that Formula mm. One publish, mm. pu- publishes with Tom Clarkson. I really enjoy it, and he interviewed Glock on there a couple of months back, and they were saying how mm. only recently did they ever. But now he's in the Sky role. That was the first time they ever actually got to talk to each other recently, and he did an interview with Hamilton, and it was it was really good. This must yeah. been a, a rip, you know now this I was at another race, but now obviously they did it at Brazil. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they sat down and talked with, her and he asked uh, Hamilton. Does 2008 kind of feel the same as 2021, you know, losing it in the bit, last bit? And he went, no, 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 because 2008 and 2007 were just, you know, normal races, whereas 2021 was manipulated. Ooh, good answer. So, yeah, it was, yeah, well done, Lewis, for doing mm-hmm. that. But it was quite interesting to watch Glock and him talk through it. Yeah. Cause, uh, and then they, they had apparently met Flippy Massa for the first time since then. Yes. Like a few months, a few months ago. And there's, I think there's a clip from those two at the weekend as well, having a big hug and all yeah. that. Which, fair play to Felipe if they're not holding a grudge, but <laughs> some some drivers would be quite bitter about all that. That's what I found quite interesting with the whole that Lewis now has Brazilian citizenship. Yes. Mm, and he's yeah. sort of been adopted by the Brazilians, and I'm thinking, they hated him back then. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. he took the, <laughs> the title away from Massa. Oh, those scenes, I watched those scenes again the other day because you know, Lisa's just got into F1 through Drive mm-hmm. to Survive, and then do you know what? People just say, oh, Drive to Survive, blah, 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 that's the only thing. I'm sorry, but F1's digital strategy and content is a huge factor as well. It's yeah. not just Drive to Survive. She watched Drive to Survive, then followed Formula 1 on Instagram, mm-hmm. and it's it's brilliant, and now she's getting into it, and now I'm like, right, no spoilers, don't be looking on Instagram. Just yet. And then she follows through <laughs> the drivers, and she's really into into that side of, of the sport. Yeah, And so we... You know, we watched the post-race thing with Massa doing the interviews, and I was like, "Oh, do you know who that is? It's Felipe Massa interviewing Lewis Hamilton." She's like, "All right, so what?" I'm like, fire up the YouTube, <laughs> and we watched the final lap and all that play out and stuff. And again, the Formula One YouTube channel has it, so you get hooked into this ecosystem, and mm-hmm. every other sport needs to follow that. Well, I'll just final point on that. That's clearly what other sports do, but every other motorsport doesn't. Yeah. They're really behind the curve. Sorry, so where was I going with that? Oh, yeah, so the final. Is that Glock? Still amazing, isn't it? And the emotion mm-hmm. and actually the, the grace and panache that the Massa family has, you know, obviously it's a gutting mm-hmm. moment for them, but to still be on the podium crying with the flag, proud, clapping with the crowd, you know, that's how you do it. Yeah. I can imagine it'd be hard these days for a lot of drivers to take losing those sort of things. Yeah. Like the Hamlin last year, he handled that way. Such dignity. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. And we don't know, but I just, just, I shouldn't say this, but a little bit of you thinks if it was the other way around and it was Max, he'd be not shaking their hand and storming off. Doing doing a Ronaldo. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a lot of the drivers now, you would have to question whether they would do that mm-hmm. or because they're in the social media age, they would go off their nut. And I hate to go back to Hamilton, but so many people hate him. The people that hate yeah. him are people who yeah. don't watch Formula One. When you watch Formula One, you realise he's considered, uh, he's polite, he's careful, he thinks really carefully about the fans and the other people he's racing with. It might not be always be right, but at least he's been trying to be a role model. Mm-hmm. And uh, over the last few years, my respect with all these defeats and stuff has grown from me, him immeasurably because there was a period, especially when he was dominating, where I really just wasn't a fan. And... I can understand yeah. why people don't, but yeah, it's the humbleness of uh, defeat, which is a mark of a, a legend, I think. Yeah, because mm. looking back on one of my other predictions, I also said that <laughs> Hamilton would, would not see out the season and he would retire. Uh, and that is completely... <laughs> I just thought he was you know, never going to get on with that car. He'd be beaten same, by Russell. And, but to keep going yeah, is and to fight. resilient, isn't it? Yeah, he's 
completely turned the other way and he looks like it's invigorated him more to come back stronger. Yeah, even the, in the late days of his career. And mm-hmm. with such a strong teammate. Now, next year, Russell might smash him. But at least this year, it's shown a fighting spirit, hasn't it? Still? Mm-hmm. Wow, I don't know how we get it down this path. We should really wrap this up. We're already excited with 2023. Never yeah, that's a good thing to end on because we're... Come on, Formula 1. You can yeah, do it. Yeah, because we've got Abu Dhabi <laughs> to get through first. We've so. got Abu... Oh. <laughs> yeah, so we have one more podcast left of the year because we're not going to do a season review episode because I can't be bored. It wasn't a vintage um, year, was it, So No. No, it wasn't what we were advertised at the start of the season. Um, But... There's a chance to go out on a high in Abu Dhabi, which, as we know, is always a proper racetrack with proper exciting moves Vintage on it circuit, and... you know, one of the favourites. Everybody wants it in their sim racing games. It's in the best tracks lists of all time. If you thought Interlagos was good, wait for this. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, we'll be back with whatever happens in Abu Dhabi next week for our last podcast of the year before we break for Christmas. It's mental that that's been a full season already. Yeah. Um, it feels long when you look back, but actually, like we were all excited, and it feels like it was like three weeks ago for the start. So, one more to go, and then nice wee break. So, thanks again for joining me, and we'll see you next week. See you later. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you.